10 minutes remaining. Hey out there, cool cats and kittens. Welcome to Daily Happy from 10K Dollar Day. It is Sunday, May 23rd. I'm Lulu Picard. I'm Allison Burns. And whether you're waking up or winding down, we want to be there for you. You can also hear our voices on our other podcast, 10K Dollar Day. On Wednesdays, we release some comedy episodes about imaginary luxury travel. And on Saturdays, we do bonus features and guest interviews and all that kind of stuff. We've got some really cool ones coming up. But this is the 10-Minute Daily Happy. That's right. And this week we're featuring Buzzsprout, which hosts our podcast. That's plural, $10K Dollar Day and The Daily Happy. The They have the easiest way to host, promote, and track your podcast. We've been with them ever since our very first episode back in 2018. So sign up for any paid plan and you might also get a $20 Amazon gift card. Just go to 10kdollarday.com slash buzzsprout. Oh, that's awesome. And if you are a fan of any other podcasts and something that you can do to support all your content creators is to stream their content. So we invite you that if you have a favorite podcast, uh, you know, just like leave it running in the background sometime. And if you're looking for some to do that with, we love to support Everyday Thin Places, The Rise from Orlando, Bad Right Breast, uh, we have a lot. Do we have other other little baby podcasts out there? I'm not thinking of Allie. Oh, pink pink lemonade yes. stand. Yes. So we do have some little baby bird podcasts out there that we would love for you to support. So please check those out. Okay, here we go, Allison. Yes. Oh, you know what? I was going to bring up a different article, but I need to fill in everyone with the terrible article that I left you hanging with two days oh, ago. Yes. Because, unfortunately, my choice was 11 seconds before the podcast ended (laughs) to then say, so during World War II, there was a Nazi transport. And I apologize. But the end of this story is actually quite warm, even though it comes out of a really tragic um, situation. So they found this. There is footage of a transport to a Nazi death camp. That exists, like filmed footage. Now, researchers have over the years been able to enhance it and do all these things. They have been able to identify some passengers literally through the window of the train car. And two two of these children that they Uh. identified waving... One of them is Stella Fertier, who lives in Queens. They found these people, Allison. Their cousin, Marcus Simon, also survived the war. Um, and they, they didn't even know that this film existed until people were able to identify them and find, and find them. So one of the really cute little children, his name is Mark Deegan. Yeah. And all three of the children that they that are in this article did survive the war because another prisoner hid and cared for them after they were taken from their parents. Oh my gosh. I know. That is and so, so intense. It's so intense. And so Mark Deegan, this this boy who was a, a man now, of course, duh, duh, yeah. who was a little boy, uh, said, I was overwhelmed to see myself as a little boy being transported with my family. Can you imagine seeing that footage? No, I can't. That's crazy. like having gone through that and not knowing that that was captured. It's his goodbye that's captured to wow. his family. Um, I feel privileged that at 80 years old, I feel healthy in my head, in my head and in my body and that I can talk about this today. That's insane. I know. And I also wonder because I don't know about you, but like 
I feel like a lot of my memories, I as when I'm young, young, I remember because they were caught on either video or in a picture. And I don't know if I'd actually have that memory if I didn't have that. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, I was just talking about this the other day with someone because the Challenger space shuttle. Yes. Do you remember where you were when you watched that footage? I don't. I do. Are you ready for where I were? Where I were? Are you ready for where I was? I was at school, which clearly is good (laughs) because I didn't know how to speak. Well, I have this really visceral memory of seeing it at school. Like Mm -hmm. it was a big deal, right? Because there was a there was a teacher on the flight, and so it was a really big deal for all of our teachers. So, uh. Watching it in school, seeing the terrible explosion, and I Mm -hmm. remember like the air being sucked out of the room because we watched it live. Yeah. Well, that was in then it was eighty six, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I was only four, so I definitely don't. Oh yeah, me, me too. So then, uh, (laughs) no wait, but then I remember them wheeling the television away. Like it's a really, really. Oh wow! uh, It's a really big memory because it was. It was leading up like the whole school was going to watch the Challenger flight. And I was going to a military school at the time. And oh, Department there. Of Defense yes. School. Yep. And this is going to sound in- intensely crazy for anyone who has never attended a school run by the government before. But we actually did a sleepover at the school to watch the Challenger flight because we were in Hawaii. Oh, wow. So in order to watch it live, we had to sleep in the That's cafeteria. a major memory then. It's a huge memory. That's Our parents crazy. had to come. Our parents had to come pick us up. Wow. I remember them wheeling the television away and then everyone kind of like standing up. I just remember being single file against a wall and then waiting for our parents. And I remember our teachers crying and being in shock because they were all adults and they didn't know what to do with these children while they were processing what they had just seen. Yeah. You know, so and remember, live events didn't happen very often. Oh, well, and there was no social media, so so normally things didn't even get out that fast. No, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. You weren't really taken by surprise by exactly. news yes. very often because right. someone had come up to you said, did you see this, you know, the whatever. Yeah, did you read the newspaper? It's already been published, that sort of thing. So, yeah. Wow. Intense, right? I know. Yeah, yeah that's okay. crazy. I found another article, Allison. Okay. I'm very excited about bringing this to you. Okay. I found a condition called musical anhedonia, and I've never heard of this before. I haven't either. It's actually called specific musical anhedonia. Okay. It is uh, people who do not find pleasure in music. Really? A woman with it described listening to a song as halfway between boring and distracting. Interesting. How does that fit in with how you think about music? That's funny that you say that because my husband loves music. He listens to it all the time. He can't have a quiet house. I'm exactly the opposite. And we've been quarantined for the past, (laughs) like, you know, what, eight days now? Yeah. And there was a moment yesterday where I had been in my room doing something and I walk out and there's just music blaring, just blaring. And I'm just like, can we not just have just a few minutes of of quiet? But I let it go. And then a, a few minutes later, he sat on the couch to watch 
the image on the TV of the music and he was like, man, this vibe, he was just vibing and I was not feeling it. I was so annoyed by the music. I was like, I do uh, not hear what you're hearing. Yeah. I don't hear the vibe that you are hearing this person have. I mean, he was like in a trance and I just was not feeling it. I I don't know. It's I have a weird love-hate relationship with music because it's ironic, right? I teach voice. I am literally like a musical theater teacher. But at the same time, I am not, I would say, a lover of music. Like I yeah, I know what I, you mean. I like to perform it and I like to teach it, but then on my downtime, it's, I, it is not something that I listen to to zen out or to relax. Yeah. Well, I think you love the creation of it, but you don't love the consumption of it. <gasps> that is the perfect statement. Yeah. So yeah. you get, are you ready for what I just found out about this article? Because it's going to blow your mind and I can't wait until you and Chris talk about this later. Okay. Tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the vast majority of people who enjoy music, and <laughs> I really know you don't enjoy music because I realized while we were on our road trip that I listened to the music in the car much louder <laughs> than you <Yeah>. do. <laughs> I was like, oh, we're not, this isn't like a thing right now. We're not like driving and pretending we're in a movie. You're like, no, we're really not. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Uh, so the vast majority of people who enjoy music, like me, show an increase in heart rate or skin conductance, which is a person's skin temporarily becoming a conductor of electricity in response to something they find stimulating, but musical anhedonics, which is where you are, maybe, show no such physiological change to music. Interesting. I know. That's crazy. It is related to, but very different from, and not really the thing of general anhedonia, which is Ten, often associated nine, with depression. Eight, it kind of talks about like seven, not being able to feel six, certain pleasures. So it's just like, four, it just doesn't affect three, your brain the same way. Two, Isn't that crazy? One. 